I've had mm. friends that have been like, well, why would God want you to marry somebody if you if he knew you were going to end up divorced? Right. And I've always told people, I'm like, if for no other reason, it was there so I could help Steve. And then I could find myself too. Like, I feel like we grew in ways we wouldn't have otherwise. And that's what I, I mean, it's some of my close friends that have brought it up to me and that know and love you as well. And it was just like, that's the purpose of us being here on earth in my beliefs is that we're here to help each other and love and support each other. So if I could do that for you, help you come to peace with who you are, then that was the whole point. And I don't have any issues with that whatsoever. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. All right, we've already talked about our childhood. We've talked about growing up years, how our family life was. We talked about some memories that stood out to us. Yeah. What's next? So the next, let's start with the beginning of you two. Okay. And kind of how that developed. We're making sappy faces at each other right now. <laughs> Steve and <Yeah>. I are. <laughs> the beginning... Yeah, the beginning. Steve, where were you at when you when I met, met Jessica, Jessica? I was in Pocatello at college. First time I remember seeing her. Actually, I remember two first times seeing you. I don't know which was actually the first. <laughs> Ooh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> They're not that exciting, Matt. No. <laughs> you you used to walk past my house to go to and from campus all the time. So one of them, I just remember being in my living room and watching you like cross the street and walk down the sidewalk. Creeping what, out what, the window. Yeah. What time of the morning was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> School time, apparently. Every morning, huh? He would just sit there waiting for me to walk by. Creeper. I wasn't, I wasn't creeping. <laughs> just happened to have seen you. And then the other time was I saw you at the language lab. You were checking into the language the lab. The language and lab. And both times you were wearing those weird cat shoes of yours. I was wearing those both times. Both times. Both times. And then I wore them on our first date, too. Did you even own another pair of shoes? Probably not. <laughs> I'm right. sure I did, but I was obsessed with those ones. They were those Doc Martin Cat shoes. The cafe. So what kind toast. of cat print are we talking? Like, is it cat print? Leopard print? No, not print. No, they it's were all like black, and the tip was They had, cat. like, a big cat face on the toe. With a cat nose and everything? Yeah, yeah a little cat nose and ears, just one cat face on each Doc shoe. Martens? They weren't really Doc Martens. They looked like Doc Martens. I remember like you made Doc me Martins. throw away my Doc Martens when we got married. <laughs> this was, was how probably, long ago? <laughs> that was probably to your benefit. <laughs> 15 years ago? 15 years ago. Okay. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Cat shoes. Cat Doc Martens. So he saw me those couple times. Yep. Is that what captured you was the cat Doc Martens? Uh, I think just, I was just very intrigued by you, Jessica. You were very, I don't know, you stood out. You had spiky hair. Always have. And me too. Always have. Funky clothes. Yeah. And I don't know, something intrigued me. So that was the first time and second time. Yep. But I don't remember which was first and which was second. <laughs> 
But I remember when I actually <clears throat> met Steve and like we ended up going out, he told me that, like that he'd seen me around. Okay, so how like, did you actually meet Steve then? So I was a vocal performance major at the time and I had to go to different choir concerts and performances. And I went to one one night and I got to this, it was at a church and I got there and I was sitting there by myself and I was like, I do not want to be here. I'm going to leave. Was this an LDS church? Was this a no. Catholic church? I don't like a know. Methodist it church was just or something? A, just some, uh, some church. It wasn't an LDS church. It was church. a pretty, just like a cool old stone church. It was really cool. In, in fact, we went back and got engagement pictures taken on those steps later. We did. Yep. Cute. Aww. So cute. <laughs> but so like, I was going to stand up and leave and as I'm getting ready to, this whole trail of girls walks in. I swear it was 10 girls that you came with. They all sit down right in front of me. I don't remember a single one of them. <laughs> there's no room left on the bench and so Steve sits down next to me and later I find out, you know, he's like, he knew who I, like he'd seen me around so he was paying attention. Like he was kind of excited it seemed like to sit by mm -hmm. me. Got my phone number and called me the next day. Did you guys hang out that night? Not that night. No, we just chatted briefly at the choir concert, and I got her number, and okay, we went out the next night. What were you guys' first impressions right there? Sitting on a church bench. I remember being super excited. Like, there's this cute guy that ended up sitting next to me. He's with all these girls, and he wanted my phone number. Like, I remember that was super exciting. I don't know why I showed up with a bunch of girls. I don't remember who they were. But I know that Steph May, our friend, our mutual friend, had invited me to, I guess she was in the concert? She was in the concert. Okay. So she invited me to come. And I had been out doing my silly door-to-door -door sales job. Selling what is this silly? Home security. In Pocatello? I was, yes. So you're, okay. This was right before, I guess not, I don't know. I was going to say it was right ready. before summer. Anyway, I was, I did the summer job where I was selling that stuff door-to-door -door on the East Coast. And for some reason I was doing it in... Pocatello that day. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He called me up the next day, and we went out with that mutual friend, Steph May. Mm-hmm. What yeah. were you wearing that night? <laughs> at the choir concert. At the choir concert? I don't know what I wore at the choir concert. Steve, what, she, what was she wearing? I don't know. Cat shoes? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have worn the cat shoes the next day if I had been wearing them the night before. Okay, so I remember when Steve and I first started dating, I did not wear the same outfit. He did not see me in the same mm. outfit for six months. I remember that too. What? He see me, he'd see me in different pieces that were the same, but I did not wear the same outfit for six months. Yeah, and at some point it was just like... I don't know if I brought it up or what, but I'm just like, I don't think I have ever seen you wear the same article of clothing since I have met you. It was like a game to me <laughs> to like see what I could come up with to wear. Where'd all these clothes come from? I had a lot of clothes. A lot of clothes. Hmm. Anyways. You had so a yeah. big closet. Yeah. That big funky closet. Yep. Yes, we went out the next <clears> day <throat> and Steph May had called you to get a date because she had a date and she wanted a to double. Yeah. So she called me and said, Hey, I've got this date. I'm kind of nervous to go by myself. Why don't you get a date and come with me? So I said, Oh, well, I met this girl last night. Maybe I'll give her a call. How many and people were going on this date? Just the four of us. Okay. Turned out to be just the three of us because <laughs> I asked Jessica, which Stephanie was super excited about. She's like, Oh my gosh, I love Jessica. You guys are going to be like perfect together. <laughs> so. We go to double with Steph May and her date bails. <laughs> so it's just me and Jessica and Steph. <laughs> so third wheel. 
Yeah. And we go to... Wait, time out. I want to back up just a little okay. bit. So you had mentioned that at this choir concert, you were excited. Yeah. So that's going to... I'm going to ask you this question. Was it love at first sight? I don't know. I've... I. I don't think it was. I think the next day, though, like, honestly, on that first day, I was pretty like, all right, this is it type thing. And not that I knew that, but I knew I had something good. So I don't think it was like that first night, like, oh, my gosh. It was just that first night of, like, giddy excitement you get, you know, when you first meet somebody. So you didn't sleep. Basically, like that type of thing where it's like, oh, I wonder if he's going to come. next to your phone wondering if he's going to text I didn't have a cell phone. Oh. I didn't get a cell phone until Matt, after Steve and I got married. Don't, don't date us like that. <laughs> he made me. He, I, I had a cell phone when I was a sophomore in high school. I had a cell phone. I didn't like cell phones. Steve made me get a cell phone after we got married. Really? Yes. I don't remember that. You. Yes. <laughs> he literally, like, forced me into okay, it. I do remember that now. Yeah. So, anyways, it was like that type of thing where I was of like, oh, is he going to call? So wait, is what he... phone number did you give him? House phone. Your mom and dad's phone number? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it matter? That was normal back then. Was you had a house phone. I didn't know because I was going to college. This was two thousand four. Yeah, it was normal. It wasn't that no. weird. Not that. Not everybody had cell phones back then. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So those were my impressions from that. What about you, Steve? What? What were your first impressions? Was it like love at first sight? No. 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 It was. I mean, I was very interested, but certainly wasn't love at first sight. It just... Especially your first sight was like looking out the blinds, right? (laughs) (laughs) Creeping. Just kidding. I know you weren't creeping. (laughs) So, Jessica was very different than any girl I dated. And it kind of like confused me that I was so into you. Because I had like this very, like this very set idea of what kind of girl I should be into and what kind of girl I should be dating, and on the surface, you didn't seem to, you you didn't fit the mold of like a good little LDS girl on the surface, and that was confusing to me. That I was what what is that mold? Like very <laughs> Molly Mormon. Like what does that look like? Can you explain that? Long hair. <laughs> I remember Steve trying to convince me to buy a floral dress, like that went mid calf and had like three buttons down the front and had an empire waist and a little collar. Which was like very that common was very Mormon girl Mormon. attire in yes. the so you, 90s he was trying and 2000s. to get you to shop at Down East. Yeah. Down like East. that type of look or Maurice's. I feel like that's like the other was the other go to back then. But yeah, and he didn't like. He wasn't like pushing that on me. I just remember him bringing it up a couple of times because you felt like that's what Mormon, good Mormon girls looked like. Good LDS girls wore those things. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, that's the explanation of what that mold was supposed to look, look like. Yeah. What and, I, what I Jessica, thought the type of girl that I should be attracted to would look like. And Jessica <laughs> didn't fit that mold. No, she didn't. So, you were confused. Just, so you, your initial thoughts were like, "What? Why am I into this?" Yeah, or, and or what? What were they? I just knew I was super excited about meeting her. Way more excited than I'd been about other girls. 
How many other girls had you dated up until? Lots. I dated lots of girls. None of them, like... Well, you rolled into a choir concert with ten of them, so... <laughs> None of which I was dating. <laughs> I always had a ton of girlfriends, though, like friends. Right. Okay. I had girlfriends in high school and several in college. I'd, I'd just gotten out of a relationship where I don't remember how long it was, but long enough that, like, people were starting to be like, oh, are you and her going to, like, like asking for her to get married, basically. Yeah. And I just couldn't do it. I was just, she very much fit the mold of, like, good Mormon girl. But I just couldn't do it, like... You guys just didn't click, or we clicked in a lot of ways, but she was just so not exciting. <laughs> okay. Anyway, and Jessica was. I was very excited about meeting Jessica, and that was a strange feeling for me. And you know, looking back, I mean, I'm gay, like obviously, and I was so in denial about that, but clearly, there's attraction issues there. <laughs> And me, like, wanting myself to be attracted to a certain type or kind of, like, trying to make that happen subconsciously. So so to actually be, like, genuinely interested and attracted in Jessica, that was... Something new for you. It was, yeah. That's awesome. All right. So back to your first date. Steph May, third wheel. <laughs> yeah, so we went... Where, where was your first date? We went to Idaho Falls and we went to some like concert. I think it was her brother's high school performance or something. It was in like a gym. We're on folding chairs. It was weird. It's a very strange first date. Yes. <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, that didn't like, so I didn't think anything of it. getting the idea that you guys like concerts. Yeah, we went to lots of stuff like <laughs> that. And then we went to Steph May's house afterwards and had cake. I don't know if we had anything we had else on the date. We had a cake fight. We had a cake fight with Steph May. I don't though. know how that started, what brought that about, but we literally were like throwing cake at each other or like smashing it, smashing it in each other's hair or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have, I have pictures. We do. We have a picture of our first date. Yeah. With a cake fight. Which Steph May gave to me when I moved back to Boise because we were getting divorced. <laughs> uh, perfect timing. Thanks, <laughs> Great Steph. Great timing. Right. It was super funny. Okay. So then... You go back to Steph May's house, eat cake, throw it at each other, and then I what? I don't really remember anything after that. I mean, we must have drove back to yeah. Pocatello and dropped me off. Okay, so when was your next date after that? The next, next night. Day. We hung out every night from there forward. Yeah. I think we went to like a, because I think that was Saturday night, and the next night we went to like a church event, like a Inst- institute, institute yeah, and LDS Institute thing. And Do you remember what it was? I don't no. remember. And by I know we, we did a lot it. of that stuff, that kind of institute but, stuff. Yeah, and literally we were together like every day. Yeah, any chance we got? Yeah. So how long did you guys date? Every day, for and then. You know, it's funny. We got engaged. Thinking about this everyday thing, I remember like day three or four or five, or I don't know how far in. Thinking like, okay, I'm not going to call her today. I'm not going to call her because I don't want it to be like too much. Like I don't want to seem like. To into this, that you bring up that. Why do we feel like we have to play games like that? Right. Well, you know we all do. Right, and that's why I asked. Like, because I remember, you know, you don't want to make yourself too available or like act like, like I'm too into it. Right. Heaven forbid that. Right. They know that I'm really into them. You know? I didn't put up with guys who played those games. <laughs> yeah. Like I did not tolerate it. Did I play those games with you? No, that's why I probably ended up married to both of you is because neither <laughs> one of you played those games with me. Yeah. And I think that's what happens when you 
fall in love with somebody is you cut the games. Like if it's yeah. a real relationship and a good thing, the games end. They should end. So you fifth day or whatever. I call her anyway. You call her anyway. Yeah. Because you don't want to play the game. Oh, yeah. We always... No, I just couldn't stop myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So how long did you guys date until you were engaged? We were engaged at eight months. Yeah. And then we got married in December. We started dating in February and got married in December. We went ring shopping at probably six or seven months. I don't even remember that. I don't know the time frame. I just know that I had, I care, when I bought that engagement ring, I carried it in my pocket with me for like a month <laughs> before yeah. actually proposing to you. Wow. Yeah, and you got hung up right before we were going to get engaged. I just, it was just not a decision I wanted to take lightly and wanted to make sure I was actually. How'd you guys get to that decision, like making that decision? This, so during the summer, we actually weren't together. Steve had moved to Virginia and was selling home security systems. And I had moved to, well, no, I went to Ecuador and Peru for three months and was down there for the whole summer. And so I think a lot of it happened during that time, like realizing... We talked every day on the phone. Yeah, realizing we wanted to be together, we like dropped, all the time. We dropped the L-bomb for the first time over, over the phone. Over the phone. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was super interesting. Love, love is the L-bomb. <laughs> Thanks, L -bomb. Steve. <laughs> I remember during that time it was interesting because Steve had a lot of guy friends out there that were like telling him he shouldn't marry me because I was basically too conservative is what it came down to. That I wasn't going to be any fun, that I was going to, I was too straight edge. And I remember just being like, like telling you, what the crap? Why are you listening to these guys? Like, that's what you want, isn't it? You want this, because that's what you'd said. You wanted this good Mormon girl, but yet you were conflicted by these guys and what they were telling you about. So who was telling me that? Why don't I remember The guys this? you were selling with. Oh. I remember, oh, I was so mad at them. Well, they were all douchebags. That's why I couldn't understand why you cared what they thought. I don't remember what they thought, though. They thought, like, because I had super strict like things I would and would not do. So like I, I remember did not... when you came out. They thought you were to... a prude. Yeah. They okay. thought I was a prude. When you came out to visit me in Virginia, because when you were flying home from Ecuador, you had a layover in New Jersey. Yeah, and I stayed Which for was a close to days. where I was. So I went picked you up. You stayed for a few days. Is that, but you stayed at one of our, like yeah. in someone else's apartment that I was selling with. Is that why? I don't know that why. wasn't why it, it was because like like I remember I wouldn't things I would not do with guys I wouldn't sit on laps I wouldn't lay down like I didn't do those things and so they were very like oh my gosh you can't marry this girl she's not going to be any fun and I think specifically they thought I wouldn't be any fun in bed but I was like get over it this has nothing to do with that this has to do with me keeping my standards and again this is where like I had to reconcile or like figure out like, yes, you are like you were living the gospel and very straight edged and following the commandments and on a good path and all these things that. And that was important to you. It was very important to me. Yes. But it was interesting because you still let them like influence that. Hmm. Do you like, feel like the, they influenced or they were trying to. I don't remember specifics of what they, that's funny. What they all said to me. I just remember that I didn't have a whole lot of respect for any of those guys. So I'm surprised that I let them yeah. 
influence me. But ultimately, like, their influence didn't matter. It didn't. No. And, and that was good that it came down to the fact he didn't care. Yeah. Because we wouldn't have gotten married. Because I didn't put influence, that much influence into what other people said. I mean, I cared and I listened to people's opinions, but ultimately it came down to how I felt about things. And that was very much so in making the decision to get married. Because we, <laughs> we've talked about this. Recently, my mom brought up the fact that, and I'd forgotten totally about this, that she didn't like Steve when we first started dating for a long time. How um, long is a long time, though? Like, when you say first started dating, like, five days? Months. Months? Like, wasn't it almost until we got engaged that so. you, you came up to her? But and I like, don't think it was she didn't like me. It was just that she didn't no. think we should get married. And yeah. she had said that. She had stated that she didn't think it was a good idea for us. Why did she think that? I finally asked her yeah. because I was super concerned about it. I put a lot of stock in what your mom thought about this. Yeah. And if your mom had a gut feeling that this was a bad idea, like, that was a huge red flag to me. So I asked her, flat out asked her, you know, why why don't you think this is a good idea? And I don't remember all the specifics of the conversation, but... Well, I think up until that point, you felt like it was something against you personally. Right. But then you realized okay. she was just not okay with me getting married. Yeah. Like she was struggling And that's what it was. Yeah. She just wasn't ready for her little girl to go off and get married. And especially after your... I'd already Previous been engaged. Experience. Mm -hmm. I'd been engaged and she felt, she was just worried that it was too soon afterwards and that I was rushing into something. And a reminder for everybody, you're the youngest of the family. I am. And you're the only girl. Yes. And so not only was your mom losing her only daughter, but the youngest. Yeah. Or what it could have felt like, but also she probably knew that your dad was going to have you know, a struggle with it. And my dad did struggle with it. Well, <laughs> but that's because I was cried. his little girl. He cried when I asked him for your hand, basically. And my dad doesn't cry. Okay. He cries a little so, more now. Yeah. Tell me about that. We were... Where the heck were we? I have no idea. On someone's porch. We, like, stepped outside, me and Craig. Like so at a family thing or something? Where were we? I don't know. I specifically remember the house and the porch, but I don't know whose it was. Huh. Was it the, I think it was the office he was working at in Eagle. Oh, it might have been. I had gone out to Corey's office and like called him ahead and asked if I could chat with him. I'm sure he knew why. So I just, you know, we stepped outside and asked, you know, I just said, I want to marry your daughter and want to ask your permission for, I don't know what the heck I said. How we asked someone for their daughter's hand in marriage. And, um, I thought it was funny, his response. Well, he cried and got all emotional, but he said, you just have to promise to bring her home every Thanksgiving, <laughs> which I thought was funny. That, <laughs> that was like his one stipulation was she, that you be present for the cabin trip at Thanksgiving every year. Hilarious. She must make a mean mashed potato or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, <Which> she does. <laughs> I wasn't cooking much at that point, but that's funny. It but was it was funny. I was just like, that's so funny. That's the one stipulation Craig had. Yeah. Okay. So then you guys... You ask for her hand in marriage from Craig, and then you get married. Yeah, so Steve proposed, and there were a lot of roses involved. Oh, I'd forgotten that. Like? A hundred of them. hundred roses to... Dozens of roses. Spread all over the, the house, right? 
we went on a hike. And whose house was this? Craig and Kathy's. Okay. They're super cool. House. Yeah, so Steve took me on a hike. <clears throat> and, and while we were gone, his roommates and stuff and his sisters, like, put roses all over the house and stuff while, I, while we were gone. Yeah. And he proposed up on the hike. Yeah. And then we came home and he'd written me a little note, which I still have. I found that the other day. Super funny. Aww. Said you'd stay with me for eternity, and that was a lie, so. <laughs> <laughs> Called out. It's well, okay. I'm still with you here. I think you're still I? pretty much stuck with me. I feel like you didn't go too far. Yeah, it was funny, like, reading through all of that stuff from when we were engaged and getting married. Wow. And then, like, so, so everything was great. We were planning this wedding and super excited. And then, like, three days before we got married... Steve sits me down, is like, I need to talk to you. This is when things kind of, like, I don't know, not necessarily got heavy, but. Got heavy. But at the same time, like, really made it clear to me that I was supposed to marry Steve, which is interesting that it happened during this time. But you sat me down and you told me that you struggled with pornography, like that it was something you struggled with. And I remember that, like super like clearly do you remember that conversation yeah like in i it was in the basement like where we ended up living our basement apartment you were already living there and it was literally three days before we got married we had this deep conversation about issues with pornography you already knew though no i didn't Mm -hmm. about the pornography Mm -hmm. i had no idea yes you did you had found something in my sock drawer when I was living upstairs, I had some material from the bishop, something about like, it was an article and like, I don't know, some kind of article about like strengthening yourself against the temptations of pornography and the hazards of pornography in the home. And you found like my little collection of those materials. I don't remember that at all. Really? Because that was your response. When we had this conversation, you're like, yeah, I kind of assumed that was... Really? Uh-huh. You don't remember that? don't remember that. That's crazy. How funny. But, and I was just like, why would you think that? And you're like, I'm sorry. I so did not intend to see it, but you left out your whatever when your drawer was open and I just saw it. Hmm. I don't remember that at all. I yeah. remember being like totally thrown off. Hmm. And I remember like the only questions I really remember specifically asking you were if it was child pornography, because I was like, that's a deal breaker for me. There's no way. And you totally assured me that wasn't. Right. And it was then that I realized that if you could sit there and tell me this, that for you at that time was like your deepest, darkest secret, basically, and like the hardest thing for you to tell me, that if you could tell me that and be honest with me, then... I could believe you and trust you, like going into this marriage, that I knew I could I could confide in you with the things that I struggled with too. Like it was going to be a give and take, that it was, you know. Mm. And I remember there was a lot of like... What, what, Steve, what made you like want to tell her about that? I didn't want her going into this not knowing. To me, this was like a huge thing that I'd struggled with for years. And, you know, what I thought was or considered porn addiction yeah clearly there were much deeper issues <laughs> like the fact that i was well, gay and this was like my one quick question about uh-huh. that like much deeper issues like 
had you did you feel as though like you had much deeper issues before you were even engaged or even dating Jessica with pornography yes yeah I was like so incredibly in denial about being gay like it's almost laughable how I had myself convinced that that was not a thing for me not even an option yeah and that's why it just was not an option to ever even accept or say I'm gay just just did not there was no way that any of that would fit in the life that I had planned for myself and the way I was raised. And so I knew dang well that I looked at gay porn and I was into guys, but had you ever been hit on by another guy? Yeah. Before, before we got married, Jessica. Yeah. How'd you react to that? I ran <laughs> like literally, I literally turned and ran. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I've never asked you that. Really? Yeah. I knew it happened after we got married, like a couple random times. And even before you came to terms with the fact you were gay, it happened a few times. Do you remember the first time ever, like somebody, was that the first time where you turned and ran? When I was in high school, early high school, and I was at a bookstore looking at some magazine I shouldn't have been looking at and like trying to be sneaky about it. And... Some guy walks up, and I don't know what he said, but basically hit on me, and I just, you know, like, literally just, like, put the magazine down, and I turn and just, like, hightailed it out the door to my car. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. <laughs> just petrified that some guy had picked up on the fact that I was gay and hit on me. So you were looking at like a gay magazine? Yeah. I don't know if it was a gay magazine or like a muscle magazine, muscle or, something. magazine or something, but whatever it was, it clearly sent a vibe to this dude. <laughs> okay. So I was mortified. <laughs> so three days before you guys get married or? Before we're getting married. You guys sit down. Yeah. Steve lets you know that he's got some issues with porn. And where do you go from there? So I remember like there was a lot of fasting and prayer involved in my part and just still feeling totally at peace. Like I wasn't freaked out. I wasn't upset. And just knowing this is where I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to do. And I had several times that that was made very clear to me that it was just something. So that's something that gets brought up to you. Even now. Oh, yeah. Um, and it gets brought up to me as well. It is the question of you got married and you felt that it was the right thing at that time. Was it really the right thing? I've had mm. friends that have been like, well, why would God want you to marry somebody if, you, if he knew you were going to end up divorced? Right. And I've always told people, I'm like, if for no other reason... That I was, it was there so I could help Steve and that I could find myself too. Like, I feel like we grew in ways we wouldn't have otherwise. And that's what I, I mean, it's some of my close friends that have brought it up to me and that know and love you as well. And it was just like this, you know, I feel like that's the purpose of us being here on earth in my beliefs is that we're here to help each other and love and support each other. So if I could do that for you, help you come to peace with who you are, then that was the whole point. And I don't have any issues with that whatsoever. 
Like, and then also I've seen how my experiences within our marriage have been able to help other people. Like my understanding that I gained from loving you and working, you know, through all of this with you helped me to help them. And so I feel like that's, that's why, like it wasn't, you know, what I thought it was going to be, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we very much figured out who we both were together. Yeah. Like we went through that, I mean, seven years together, like very pivotal years in our own personal growth. Well, and even since then, I mean, it's been like, we've still been able to love and support each other in figuring out who we are continuing forward. Because right. I mean, you at that point when we got divorced still had a lot to figure out for sure. Right. And so I've been through that with you. Mm-hmm. Matt's okay. been through some of that with you. Okay, back to the original question. Yeah. And we went off on a tangent. Just I forgot because... the original question. <laughs> Why would I feel like oh, I yeah. should get married if we we're going to end up divorced? Yeah. What was that feeling? Like, it was just a confirmation of this is who I need to marry? And... Yeah. I mean, it's the most direct feeling I've ever felt of this is what you're supposed to do. This is supposed to who you're mar- who you're supposed to marry. And just a very calm peaceful, content feeling. So you didn't have that with me? Yes, I had that with you. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) sorry. One Um, of those moments, though. Yeah. I remember my... Yeah, did you have the same... Confirmation, so to speak, was... It wasn't like a specific instant or something where I just, like, felt... Yeah. You know, we were both being Mormon and very active in the church and very into this. I mean, we both prayed and asked like is this the right thing for us to do and you know we wanted a sign kind of that this is you know we wanted a confirmation that we should do this so for me it was just when I quit thinking about stuff and just like let my thoughts wander I pictured me and Jessica together like when I wasn't like actively overthinking things the way I was so good at doing I just felt so peaceful and calm about when my thoughts just went to the two of us living life together and starting life together. And I, and that's how I felt too. I mean, I didn't have like, <clears throat> after we were married, I had some very, I think, bigger confirmations that we were supposed to be married. But for the most part, I feel like that's how I received answers or how I know I'm doing something that's good is just by those feelings of like peace and comfort. Like it's right. nothing big. It's just, yeah, like you're saying, exactly like you're saying. And I was very much like, I told you that month that I had that ring in my pocket, like, I just didn't want to move forward until I was totally certain that this was, you know, clearly I felt good enough about it to go buy a ring. (laughs) But like, I tried to like talk myself out of it just to play devil's advocate and just be like, you know, maybe there are reasons we shouldn't do this. And I couldn't, couldn't talk myself out of it. Like, just felt very right. So we got married. So then you got married. Yeah. And it's interesting because I remember going into marriage and like everybody always says the first year is the worst, blah, 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 whatever. And we didn't experience that. It was like this easy, like it just flowed. It never felt like a real transition. Right. It was just natural. So the first year of marriage, you guys get married. Um, How was your wedding? It was good. Wedding was great. Kept it simple. We're married in the Salt Lake Temple. 
we got married. Well, and we had like our reception before <laughs> because we didn't want to have to see anybody yeah, after. We, we did things backwards from we the way a, typical Mormon weddings go. Yeah. We had a reception before. We had our luncheon before. We did pictures before. And then we got married. In the so, evening. In the evening so that we could just leave. There was nothing left to do. Everybody, so we walked out of the temple and left. you up twice though? We just were in our wedding clothes. Like in my twice, wedding dress twice. and... No. Oh yeah, we, well at the reception we wore our. Yeah, the didn't we wear regular clothes at the reception? No. Oh. <laughs> you wore your wedding dress. I wore my wedding dress before we got married. Oh. Yeah, and Funny. you wore your tux. Yeah, all of those pictures like of us. Yep. See, that's where my oh. mind goes. Is like, those ones you posted on Instagram. It's no, a suit. Weird. It's not a big deal, Matt. I don't want to get dressed twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. Your honeymoon? Oh. Where'd you go? We went to Victor, Idaho. Victor, Idaho. What's there to do in Victor? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> Where did we stay? We stayed at my uncle's teeny little cabin back in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was interesting. How would I have forgotten that? We I went had forgotten to this, our honeymoon cabin. We went to this little it restaurant. Was, it, was this cute, it had like a little bridge over yeah. the creek, snow all around. <laughs> it was really nice. Oh. And literally, we did nothing. We, we played tons games. Of snacks, we and we played lots of games. We, we watched lots of like movies. Uno and Phase Ten, and <laughs> and did all of the other great things you do on your honeymoon. And I remember we went to this little restaurant. Do you remember when we were sitting there and this guy came up? Yes. And he was like, and he was obviously not LDS, and he wasn't. He told us that. And he said, "Are you guys Mormon?" And we said, yeah. And he's like, are you like newlyweds? We're like, yeah, we just got married. And he's like, you can just tell that you're Mormon. Like you've got that glow and like that mm. happiness. Wow. <laughs> I remember we were both like, okay, whatever, man. How did I forget our honeymoon? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had, because we stayed a night in Little America in Salt Lake. Yeah. We and stayed then one night there. we camped in Actually, Moab. That wasn't then. And then that we did was, a cruise a so month this, later. This a little, I had forgotten the whole little Victor thing. Too much, like, TMI. But <laughs> how was your first night? Like, I know this is weird because here's Jessica's husband asking Jessica's ex-husband, like, and, like, how was, <laughs> how was our first night? <laughs> yeah, how was your first night? <laughs> it was interesting. It was, it was. Yeah. I mean, when neither of you have had sex and you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah, can I just say, like, looking back. Why do we think that's a good idea? <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. I think that there should be more education going yes. into marriage. Like, and especially coming from your like, end of things. Right. I'm sure your family didn't tell so you So you think Steve's dad should have gone into this 101 class a little bit further into like 301, oh, yeah. 401? He did, but I was, you know, that was years prior. I, I don't, I don't, I remember the night... Like hours before the wedding, getting a talk from my brother and my mom. And your mom? And my mom. <laughs> okay. I don't remember my mom ever talking to me about. And see, I think that's where. It was just awkward and not very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, honestly, that first night was weird. Like, and it, was. it was just like figuring things out. And I've never seen a guy naked and like. It's just weird. That's what it looks like. I've, yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> literally said that. Basically. Yes. Basically, I said that, yes. You're going to do well with like, what? It just sticks out like that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyways, so first we might night have was to good. edit this part out. <laughs> but after that first night, things were fine. Yeah. Like we figured things out and had fun. And then you go to Victor. And then we went to Victor. And Victor, Victor and was had good. lots of time to figure things out. Yeah. Lots of time. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how how quickly was your honeymoon after your wedding? Right after. Well, we oh, stayed a night in Salt Lake, and then we went to Victor. I think we actually stayed. Oh no, we just stayed one night. We went home for Christmas at some point too. That must have been after our honeymoon. It was after our honeymoon. Anyways. So yeah, I mean it was we were in Victor for like four or five days or so for our honeymoon. Yeah. It was fun. And that's a good place to end. Yeah. That's there exciting. Or I'm so glad that we were able to remind Steve of, of our honeymoon. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that you went on a honeymoon with me. Oh funny. That's and we awesome. stayed in Victor, Idaho. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.